Okay, recording. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Well, 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 well. Well, 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 well. Well, shit. Well, 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 we finally got a good, good episode of Dragula, at least season four. Indeed. Took us four episodes, but we got drama and intrigue and a cameo from Bitch Pudding. Yeah. And technically a cameo from Madeline Hatter, because those wigs they were wear the boules were wearing on the main stage were hers. Oh, wow. Or at least styled by her, I should say. Our intro scene begets in a sweeper club, or as memes I've seen before, it's like, I watched Dragula Did we even Fate. introduce ourselves yet? It's been three seasons. If they don't know who we are yet, that's the problem for them. If you're like, let me specifically click on this specific episode of the podcast, I wonder why I'd never seen these people before. Why start at the beginning? I mean, sometimes you just want to know what's the tea with this episode, but... Yeah, but like... If you're going to do that, go listen to our other episodes then. Thank you very much. Welcome to Two Gays Dragcast, where we don't actually introduce ourselves. That's oh, right. wait. I'm, yeah, no, I'm not introducing myself. Fuck you. I am Small Boulet. <laughs> Apparently, I'm Big Boulet. Apparently, our sizes are inversed. Yes. In real life, I am as tall as Big Boulet, and he's as teeny as Small Boulet. But I am much more Small Boulet personality-wise. Yeah, you are. You're probably also more small boulet personality-wise, but somebody has to be big boulet, and, well, it's not going to be me. Anyway, like I was saying, our intro begins in a strippers club? A gentlemen's club filled with gentlemen's. The boulets come in in shock fright 80s Lady Bunny-esque hairdos, and they see a man on a stripper pole. He says, come here. Ooh, yeah, real sexy. Ooh. Until he spills a drink on Swanthula. And suddenly... He's getting choked. He's getting his head crushed between a guy's thighs. To death. To be fair, I mean, I feel like they brought this on them. Didn't he? They brought it on themselves. Why'd you tell him to come closer if the drink was right in front of you, dumbass? I, I don't know. I, I don't think Swan was expecting the guy to try and paw at her. She literally was like... Come closer, come to me. Like, she's literally finger-waving, like, come here. Meanwhile, he's getting killed, and Drakmorda's just on her makeup, like, mm, did I put on enough eyeliner? Did I have to do, like, an Eeyore voice. Did I put on enough eyeliner today? That's it. From now on, I'm giving Drakmorda the, the Eeyore voice. Oh, my God. I'm sad. I didn't kill enough people today. <laughs> did I cover my under-eye bags? Oh, no. Are they white enough? Here you go, babe. Have it. You know, I can't see out of these goddamn eye cover things. Contacts. You keep forgetting yeah, that. that they're called contacts. Or are you just Trixie Mattel now? Not wanting because to say I'm contact. Not... Shut up. I was going to You know what? Go fuck yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Stupid fucking references. Because I always say that the Boulet Brothers Dragula with a cash prize of $100,000 courtesy of Bible Girl. Bible Girl. <laughs> See, I have my references, but they're a hell of a lot more niche than yours. You don't understand my niche references. That's the problem. 
then get better niche references that we've both seen together. There are some niche references of yours that I am not familiar with. Name five. Bitch, I forget them. Yeah, that's what I thought, bitch. Moving on, we begin our episode in the boudoir. Yes, yes, yes. Suspenseful electronic music, because that's just what the captions say. The lights flicker on. Upbeat music. Entrances. Yay, we're still alive. Hooray, hooray, yay, woo, yay, yay, people, yay, wee, wow, woo, wee, wow. Who do you think went home? Who do you think went home? Well, first they're like, oh my god, I was on that bull. Almost fucking died. Oh my god, yeah, that bull. I'm 38, bitch. I can't be getting on bulls. Yelling mean things to Sigourney, though, every day. Yeah, there was literally an entire seven-minute YouTube video that was made over a week ago, meaning that it was, I think, just of episodes one and two. Just of the other queens complaining about Sigourney. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a lot, and there was more in this episode, and a lot of fighting between people that I saw. Both on Twitter, off Twitter, Mary accusing things, Betty agreeing with things, people saying things, Sigourney staying out of it because she's a person, a good person. But then again, who knows? Maybe she's completely fake and we're all wrong about her. Who knows? The point is I'm team Sigourney, but nobody sh- Let me say this right now. I think the way that over the course... Like, if it was just a one or two things. I think over the course of the four episodes, Mary has come for Sigourney in a way that feels extremely misogynistic and just very hateful in a way, whether what she said about what she's done backstage or things, it's like, well, it, but you what you didn't see on camera, and I'm like, well, guess what? We didn't see that on camera, but what we saw on camera was what you and you basically saying shit about Sigourney multiple, multiple times, and it's just very not good. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm not gonna condone any sort of racism or fat phobia or anything that is currently being sent to Mary, and that's some bullshit that people like to do, and it pisses me the fuck off. People are like, Oh, yeah, you're misogynistic, N-word, fat person, faggot, people, visuals that they continue to thinly veil, basically, not visuals, but basically like, well, since you're misogynistic, I guess I can go and be racist now and fat phobic. Yes, I agree with that state. Like, no. It's that you were an asshole, now I'm going to be an asshole to you type of flavor. You can do that without being an actual dickhead. You can cut deep to someone's core by pointing out their personal flaws. It's, it's fucked up that just point out what was said and what was thing. And it was just the fact that people are resorting. And it always happens. It's especially queer, just black people, people of color. And also it tends to be more uh, larger people. If you see a good example, if we go to Drag Race season 11, Silky got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of hate for the way that mm-hmm. she was presented across on the show. Was it loud and annoying? Yeah, it did come across like that sometimes. But that's still absolutely no fucking excuse to send your racist comments to somebody. Just be like, you know what? I don't like you. Racist word, racist word. This, this, this. And it's just like, what makes you think that is even remotely okay? Like, what what makes you think that is remotely okay? Just leave it at, I don't like your personality or your personality on TV. People are fucking dumb. And it's just, people think that they can say whatever. But it's just, it's so fascinating that people really think they can just get away, not even get away, they just, they think because they're behind a computer screen or behind a something, they can just, you know, send messages to people like that and just be like, yeah, it's fine. I, I called somebody the N-word and they're fine now, I, you know, or whatever. I'm fine. I moved on with my day. Well, the other person may not have. 
Yeah, especially the worst part is where they literally sent it to that person. Like, yeah, it's one thing to comment some bullshit on a message board, but to literally send it to that person? Yeah, like you can say, like, I see a lot of Discord servers. People say shit about people. But you know what? That's just a group of people kikiing and saying shit. That messages are never going to go directly to that person. Not normally anyway. Not nor- as far as I know, hopefully, unless somebody's like really petty and it's just like, here you go. Do, 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 do. Here's what peop- random people on the Internet have been saying about you, which, you know, there's those people out there. Anyway, this has been about 10 minutes. We're rambling too much. Let's go. The point is, don't send hate to people. You're being a dick, racist, asshole piece of shit. Thank you. Moving on. Saint comes back in. Coco went home. Sadly, sadly. Woo woo. Attention competitors. Get your asses to the main stage. Now. Time for me to read these out. Or would you actually like to do it this time the right way instead of having an argument like we did last episode? (sighs) Fine. I'll read it out verbatim. Thank you. Welcome back, Uglies. We hope you're all having fun in our demented death palace. You're all performing fabulously so far, but remember, as we said earlier, it takes more than just an ugly face and a horrible look to win Dracula. No, I just realized something. What? That was Big Boulet. So we're supposed to be reading it like Eeyore. (laughs) So I want to do it like Eeyore. I want to do it like Eeyore. Welcome back, ugly. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, babe. Welcome back, uglies. Dracula's gonna hate you. <laughs> She's truly gonna... I'm never gonna see the Boulay brothers in my life. Dracula's either gonna hate you or actually find it very funny. I No, here's exactly what I think's gonna happen if they ever find this podcast. Dracula's gonna I be annoyed. Like, Swan is gonna laugh her ass that's off. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> Dracula's gonna be, like, staring daggers into the podcast and Swan's just gonna be laughing her ass off. Uh, Swan is gonna say, watch your back. Truly, I'm just going to be like, uh-oh. <laughs> Look, I love them both. I love the work that they brought into Dragula. Like I was saying, back to Swan uh, to hating my guts. Welcome back, uglies. We hope you're all having fun in our demented death palace. You're all performing fabulously so far. But remember, as we said earlier, it takes more than just an ugly face and a horrible look to win Dragula. You also have to be a little ready for a little fun. And this week you're going to do that in our annual Monsters of Rock show. I feel like that was too happy for Eeyore, but still. Group cheer. Woo! The annual, it's their version of Snatch Game. I've explained this to many people and they're like, why did I mean it's Snatch Game? And I just mean it's an annual challenge for this show. Speaking of, it's actually an annual challenge that specifically started in season two, like the Snatch Game, actually, for Drag Race. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've been having Western-themed challenges every single season, sort of like construction sewing challenges, but... Again, you mentioned this, but these are different types of... But they're different themed. This is specifically... The name is the same. The every the whole thing mm-hmm. is basically the same. Yeah, instead of just, like, genre of challenge, it's a repeat of a challenge type. I'm trying to figure out what voice I can give Swanthula to make her love me. It's the queen mother of all team challenges. The battleground of blood and the annual face-off that separates the bold from those who are about to be beheaded. For the first part of this challenge, you will need to create a Monsters of Rock solo show and sell it to us on the main stage. Then, for the second part of the challenge, you'll be broken up into two bands, and each band will compete head-to-head in a Monster Rock show of epic proportions. You will have to work with your teammates to choreograph a rock and roll lip sync using everything at your disposal. And you'll also need to create a second matching look for the performance. Both bands will be performing to death metal pop queen Poppy's hit song, Bite Your Teeth. And that's not all. Poppy herself will be there to watch you perform. 
in the flesh, and she'll be joining us in the judges booth as your special guest judge of the episode. As a special surprise, the winner of this challenge will have the honor of being featured in an upcoming issue of the legendary and iconic Heavy Metal Magazine. Yeah! Your drag character will be brought to life in an original illustrated comic book story written and drawn by the creators at Heavy Metal. Now, we've taken the liberty of choosing your teams based off what we thought would piss you off the most, and also what we felt would create the most drama. I mean, at least they're upfront about it. For team one, we have the leader Sigourney, bandmates of Jade, Betty, and Mary Cherry because they literally want them to kill each other. But we'll get to that later. Yep. So the lead singer for band two, Dali, leaving with Hoso, Saint, and Zavaleta. I, I got it on the last moment. I know there are people in this cast, I just can't remember any of them except for Sigourney. Interestingly, I think they made one group destined to fail. Oh, I'd believe it for sure. It's interesting that it's Sigourney's group. It does make Sigourney shine above all the rest. Which I'm sure they want for an edit, you know? it's They gotta get that underdog edit. Oh, by the way, apparently they fucked their way through the 80s. Yes, on a lot of cocaine and other drugs. Anyway... Now we have our teams, and we could go through all the stuff, but I really don't feel like it, because I'd rather just get to the... I can just tell you in a tiny... Like, here's the thing. There's literally, like, 20 minutes of episode. We can skip all of that. You can summarize it in just, like, one sentence. Lots of fighting. Mary was a motherfucking mess. I mean, that's one way of putting it, but also just a lot of fighting, at least on one side. Yeah. Stuff to do with clothing, and wanting garments made, and... On Zagorny's side, and this and that, and it's back and forth. And then Dolly's side seemed to work, like, perfectly. Yeah, they worked perfectly. They did everything they needed to, and they moved on. So they obviously were not having any problems. One side was having a lot of problems, and... Oh, I'm not in the mood for it. It's a lot of fighting. It's too much. It's too much fighting. But now we can move on to the runway, or the floor show. We have our boulets in rocker chic. Rah! And wigs by Madeline Hatter. With those, um, like, wing capes that have the poles in them so that they're, you know, able to be held erect. Yes, the giant wings. Just what everybody wants. Yes, and then they also have those obligatory spark machines that shoot sparks upward. Sigourney gets to play with them during the floor show, but we'll get to that. Anyways, okay, super villain rocker leotard sort of get up, okay. It's been a while since we've seen the boulets in something like this. I like it. Yeah, I do too. I also notice the boulets' actual skin is paler than their makeup for once. Let's talk about our guest judges we have. Singer, artist, robot? Poppy. Hi, I'm Poppy. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I mean, she sounds, you know, like a normal-ish person here, which is nice. I was honestly worried we'd just get, like, robot Poppy. Which, funny, but probably wouldn't have been as entertaining. Mm. So, very good. Also joining us, Star of the Craft and a rock and roll witch in her own right. I very much enjoy her. Rachel True. If y'all haven't seen The Craft, y'all should go see The Craft. Great movie. She is also a returning judge, so always good to see someone come back. Multiple times we've had a... Because we had a returning judge earlier this season, and then we have another one. It's just like, bring Mm -hmm. them all back. Who cares? 
Anyway, let's get into these looks for our individual looks firstly. We're not actually going to be judging the performance looks because I don't think those are necessarily. I mean, we can. I just we'll just think cover that plain and simple. Yeah, that's like quick and quick. Uh, upbeat music. Rock music. La Zavaleta. <laughs> like how neither of us said a fucking word. I'm I'm not saying anything because of the fact that I had to catch up through the floor show, but um. Oh, I was just saying, like, neither of us saying anything about the look. I'm just like, wow. Because I thought it's it's fine. I guess, yeah, I don't I don't have much to say to this. Um, It's a rocker. I think it's nice. It's like a rocker suit. It's very punk. I see it. I, I enjoy it. I like the, um, all the, like, bobby, all the bobby pins on her head and... Oh, yeah. Sort of looking very punk glam. I like it. There's, like, like the licking the the microphone which transitions into dolly like how they do sort of camera tricks like that and stuff Mm -hmm. the editing is done pretty well with this one Yeah, i enjoy it very good very good energy throughout this floor show also zavaleta does sell it on stage with like flips and kicks and stuff Yeah, no i agree we have to we do have to talk about because it's not just walking on the runway it's also about performances and i definitely agree like doing air guitar on your leg and doing dumping around like there was definitely performance in this so i very much enjoyed it I think a lot of times if your look isn't fantastic, sometimes you can really save it with a performance. I'm not saying her look isn't fantastic. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, yeah. Like, you if... can sell a look. Yeah, absolutely. This look was sold. For sure. Moving on. Dolly. I know I'm going to get flack for this, <laughs> probably. I'm so tired of the face. I need a new face. I'm sorry. I just don't see enough. Like, I feel like, yeah, they're different. But at the same time, if you just showed me in quick succession all the faces that he's done from Resurrections promo to now... I really wouldn't be able to tell the difference, and that's frustrating. It would look like evolution. The only difference would be maybe like the head or the the hair. Or something. Like it's just that's frustrating to me. The coloration and the choice and what's being painted exactly where. Even then, sometimes the face can, to me looks exactly the same. Like yeah, here I think it definitely looks different, more rock kiss almost. Although we get a much more kiss mm-hmm. later, but it's just it just most of the times it just feels the same, and that bothers me. Yeah. I also think the look is very um. I don't know about rock. More, well, I was just say more death metal or something like very kind of Mad yeah, Maxi. death metal devil rocker. Yeah, very like Mad Maxi. It's fine. I like it. I just the face always bothers me because I just I feel like I want something different. Agree. But that's my yeah, you know, that's my hang up. So you know, still good looks, good drag, good performances. It definitely sells it on the on the floor. So yeah, moving on, we have Miss Bitter Bete. Futinari Fantasy. I forget. I have to look it up. I have to find it. I know they said this look was inspired by someone. I don't remember who. Oh, and the Boulets apparently made a statement about uh, everything that's happened. All the Twitter fighting. Ew, so y'all might want to go check that out on their Twitter. Uh, let's see. This incredible cast. Oh, you barely see it in the look, but she has this like tiger print coat. Can you see it in the actual look or no? Apparently that was made by the princess, who, if you remember, was from Drag Race Season 4. Oh yeah, she starts off taking it off. <laughs> yeah, it was barely on there, but, uh, let's see, the bulge, which, there's a big bulge, was inspired by someone named Charlene Incarnate. I don't know who that is, but they're punkest bitch that she's ever seen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's that. It's fine. It's a nice look. Definitely reads 80s. Because each look can be different in a different way. This is definitely like 80s rock. This is definitely like synth. Um, what's, what's Yeah, this is 80s. Not quite glam rock, but like... I mean, it's kind of glam rock. I think it's... um. Oh, what the hell is his name? It's a little bit hair metal-y. 
Yeah, hair metal very much, but I'm trying to think of Twisted Sister, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Which, you know, I feel like Betty would definitely call herself a Twisted Sister, honestly. Yeah. So I hope she takes it as a compliment, Dick I guess. Twisted. Yeah. Which, by the way, this is one of the few times that we've seen, like, specifically a fill-in sort of video clip where yeah, i thought like, that was weird there's this sort of yeah molding of like some sort of monster face and then just like ah. i don't i don't like it it's just like what the hell yeah they didn't have a good transition over to hoso but transition over to hoso hoso teratoma she starts starts off by taking off her glasses and then picking her nose honestly great it's cool i'm just trying to See if they explained it. Most of the Dragula cast is specifically speaking out about this whole thing. What? The whole fight that we get to later. Pretty much all the Dragula cast is speaking out about it, including the actual Boulay brothers, which I think is rather fascinating. Oh? Mostly because it's really fucking annoying because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Just It's just like, it's a possibly controversial statement to say, who knows. It's drag race stands that are deciding to come into this and treat it as if it was the same thing. And just be like, yes, I'm going to send, you know what, I, I, it's that, because they, they even kind of push it with Drag Race. They're just like, yes, uh, yes, send the hate, do the this, do the that. RuPaul doesn't do shit about it. Hell, she made a song called Blame the Edit. She doesn't care. I mean, while you have this, where this sort of same thing that you would see on Drag Race is happening, and instead of people not really saying anything, as far as I know, I think pretty much the entire cast has come out in one way or another, whether it be Mary and Betty specifically still going kind of against Zagorny, but saying their own side of the story. Whereas people like Hoso, Astrid, Sigourney, Jade, Formelda, and others basically just being like, please stop sending hate to people. Just be nice. Even the Boulets also just being like, stop, shut the fuck up, stop sending hate. Don't. Thanks. Which, again, you'd never really, I don't think you'd ever see for something, for someone like RuPaul, honestly. Hmm. Anyways, that was a long, uh, long rant. I apologize. <laughs> I'm trying to find the... If if Hoso actually explained what her look was inspired by, I don't remember. Um, I don't think so. But it's very just like geeky metal, almost like a like a techno metal of sorts. But it's just like very like I enjoy it. I like the I like every little. There's details about it that I think are really like like the choker, the skirt, the glasses, the the little clips in her hair. Yeah, the really nice selective asymmetry in places. The characters on her face, on her cheeks. Very, like, pulled together. like Or not pulled together, but, like, it, it, everything works. Mm-hmm. And I just really enjoy it. It's still weird because I feel like I'm enjoying everything. Like, with each person, like, I see people doing a lot of stuff and a lot of things. And I'm enjoying everything Hoso is doing. And it almost just sometimes feels like they're kind of just pushed into the background a bit. Like, you don't really see them doing too much. Other than, like, on the stage or in the challenge. Like in those, like, workroom moments or something. I don't really think there was much from Hoso. No, yeah. Hoso is much more reserved off stage, And because, like, you know, I don't feel like they haven't talked. I mean, the only thing I currently really remember, again, we're only four episodes in, that mother, other mother from episode one, that was, like, a cultural reset moment. Just like, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. I need another wow moment like that from Hoso. So far, it's still all good. I just want, give me another wow. Like, give me that holy shit. That was amazing. Speaking of holy shit, that is amazing. We move on to Miss Sigourney Beaver in this Madonna, Vogue, Marie Antoinette, Kiss meets goth metal spikes, absolutely ending me. I love everything about it. Holy fucking shit. 
I am all over this. This is amazing. I also love the fact that the skirt has that sort of flattened but still wide sort of feel to it, which very, very French. It's just like... I love everything about this. The fan play, the, the, the makeup, the hair, the gold or the black and silver and just and spiky and just... Uh. It has like the perfect color aesthetic. It has all the good spikes. She uses the fans to like kind of cover over the spark machines. Like it looks so fucking cool. You'll see little video clips. I will include basically... Not for everything, but just certain looks. I'm like, this is one of those looks that'll get a little video clip like I used to do where I'd be like, this is how I feel about this look. Oh my god, 10 out of 10, amazing. She ate that. Look at how she ate that, etc., etc., you know? 10 out of 10. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. 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 She ate that up. Wonderful. Love it. 10 out of 10. Shoot it every single day. Thank you very much. Yeah, we are very bad about doing the fashion photo review thing. <laughs> but I'm not surprised. No. Like, we leave Fashion Photo Review for Fashion Photo Review. And even then, most of the time, they're not doing it. But we move on to Mary Cherry. It was okay while she left the wings on. Yeah, it felt really weird without the wings on, honestly. I really liked the wings. I will say the smashing a can with her titty was funny, but I wish it had been a watermelon to be more like that video that they see. Yeah. But I think it's fine. It's definitely nice. I think it's... I just wish she'd kept the wings on, honestly, but it's like, eh, we're not even describing it, lol. But it's like this red jumpsuit with, like, devil horns, very, like, um, sparkly, glittery. It's like a... Like the devil. Not even that demonic, but, like, it's trying to be a devil phoenix. Yeah, basically. But yeah, I think it's fine. Then we move on to Saint in a... Specifically, I know this, because I do know some fashion things. It is inspired by a Terry Mugler look. I can send you, I think it's on Saint's Twitter. I knew this beforehand because I do follow some of the fashion work in the work of the world, the work. But I have to find it. It's, I can send you just so you can look at it, babe, and see the inspiration. Anyways, this is hearkening a little bit back to when Saint did stuff with like flat cardboard and such, but this has still dialed it up to 11. Like, there is a dice necklace, for start. Like, it's also clover dice. It's sort of abstract representations of numbers, if those really are meant to be numbers, anyway. And it's not even a necklace. It's like a choker. Again, it's, like, sort of cardboard cutout so that it's, like, kind of flat and doesn't add any weird dimension. Anywhere but out, anyway. Like, out to the sides. But it's, like, a cow skull. Go look. With... Oh. Okay, yeah, so I was right. It is meant to look kind of like a motorcycle. I do enjoy it. I wouldn't say the execution is like 100%, but I do think it's very yeah. nice. Yeah, like it's definitely been originalized. You know what I think it might have been, honestly? Because it does happen a lot with some things. I think, again, I was very impressed with the reference, very impressed with Howard McGlair. The execution was uninspiring, and I think it's a problem, and it does happen a lot with some looks. It may look a lot better in person than it does on TV, and that's a problem that a lot of looks can yep. do, which is unfortunate. And what I think specifically kind of fucked it a little bit was that light, because mm. that's going to fuck with the cameras and stuff. A little bit, yeah. And so I think it's like, it just, it kind of fucks with things. I still think it's gorgeous, and I definitely think she's like the, you pick a fashion monster of this season, and I definitely think Sigourney's up there, but I think you just get those references from Saint that I just love seeing. It's just like, ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Ooh, I just realized. Yeah, it's hard to tell with that light on. That silver paint is metallic. Right, you can see it, right? Ay, ay, ay. So like I said, I think it's great idea, great everything. Not so great execution, but that not necessarily be her fault. I still love it. I love Saint. I would personally love a double crowning between Saint and Sigourney if I had my pick right now. But, you know, who knows if I get what I want. We'll see. Yeah. Next up, gotta get back to Shudder. Miss Jade Jolie. Ooh, we'll get to Jade later during the execution. Yeah, I know. I'm, well, uh, extermination challenge, excuse me. That bitch is a masochist and I love it. <laughs> but we'll get to that. I mean, if you've already seen the episode and you're just listening to us talk about it, you should already know that she was in the... Uh, you know what I mean? Because sometimes they're like, how dare you say that? I'm like, bitch, why are you listening to this? Anyway, uh, yes, Jay Jolie is pretty like a bubblegum. It actually... I just realized, oh god, that's Daphne Blake Purple. That's why I'm thinking of that. Oh my god. I thought you were going to say the Cabbage Pat's kids on her tits. What the fuck? No! Oh, did you not just know? Did you not notice those? No! What? You never know. Look, look at her titties. They're literal Cabbage Pat's kids. Didn't you hear that critique from, uh... But she specifically says, like, yeah, I see the kids on your chest. It's You keep them close to your heart. It's, like, very funny. Oh, like right, 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 right. That's what those are. Oh, my God. Yeah, Cabbage Pat's kids, they're just on her tits with, like, gla- with like gem eyes on. I, I thought they were just more demented. I didn't realize that they were actual Cabbage Pat's kids. Rachel True, excuse me. You know, because I hate myself when I can't remember people's names. Except Big Boulet and Small Boulet. That's funny. But, yeah, she says that. I just think it's very... Very funny, because he's just like, oh, you keep your kids so close to your chest. A truism, you keep your kids so close to your chest. But yeah, I'm surprised you just noticed the, the Did you not patch. notice that pun I just made? I try not to, but I... <laughs> Do I have to make you watch that puns are good, actually, video from not Zoe happening. B? happening. Anyway, like I said, Cabbage Patch titties and uh, very bubblegum hair. This is very, like... I want to say, I was going to say 80s, like, this is well, I was going to say Gem and the Hologram. The yeah, see, there you go. We both said it at the same time, period. And she ends the performance. I haven't been actually saying any of the people's performances. Long story short, they've all actually been really impressive to me, but that's just my personal opinion. But she ends the performance in quite a funny way. She's about to smash a guitar, but then she's like, wait a minute, let me just fix my lipstick first. So she, like, takes out a tube of lipstick and is like, hold on. Or, sorry, lip gloss. Yeah, and she, like, does her lips. It's like, mm, okay, I look gorgeous. Gotta make sure it's glossy and shiny. And then, smashes a guitar! Which Rachel's very like, I wanted somebody to smash a guitar, and you did it! Ah. Finally, we got someone smashing a fucking guitar. And now we have the Battle of the Bands, the thing you've all been waiting for. And really, all I need to tell you is, Team 1 did amazing. Team 2, not so much. Mary's wig falls off. Mary pulls off Sigourney's cape. The first team that's shown is Dolly's team, and they're good. Yeah. They are also edited together instead of being, like, separate performances repeated, yeah. you know? But I will say, I think Sigourney did a fantastic job. Unfortunately, I think Mary kind of brought everybody down, which is... And we'll get to that, who should who should go home tonight and why. Everyone oh pretty much agrees, but I definitely think, for me... But also, just parts felt off for their performance. But I think they tried their best, unfortunately. It didn't do well but like i said mary's wig falls off in the first like couple of seconds or minute or so she pulls off sigourney's cape on accident it's just it's not good it is oof but like i said the looks are all just you know looks you brought basically yeah except for mary's because she made sigourney make it for her well 
Sigourney made it for her. Well, yes, plus the slippers, and and she's wearing slippers. Oh my god, yeah, the fucking slippers, which everyone roasted her about. But yeah, most of these aren't... It's whatever, everybody looks... It's just looks. I mean, Sigourney looks stunning and snatched. I must admit, I really love Saint's hair. Mm -hmm. And I do think Jade kind of looks like she would be a member of that... um, God damn it, what are those? Who's that in the Scooby-Doo movie that everyone gags over? The Mary rock Jane? Girl group. No, the rock girl group. Oh, the Hex Girls. Yeah, if she had dark hair, I think she would have fit in perfectly. Oh, yeah. I mean, remember when Daphne Blake was part of the Hex Girls for a hot second? No, I don't remember most of that stuff, honestly. I guess that was part of Mystery Incorporated, but Oh, then I definitely don't remember it. But yeah, she managed to work pretty well with red hair. That's good. Anyway, it's the weekly the Boulets meet with themselves before they meet with their guest judges, because why the hell not, even though they really should be talking to their guest judges, but whatever. Firstly, let's know what you think. Well, Big Boulet says, To be honest, I was really underwhelmed. Wow. Which is so funny. They were very underwhelmed, but they do say that as a group, I think their solo looks were the best of any season, and they agree with that, but they were mishaps. Jade lost herself. They're wondering where Jade is. She's going to disappear. Maybe she just needs to do an extermination. Who knows? Talking about Mary and those slippers. They keep praising her, saying it's like comedic. And I just think it's not necessarily comedic. I think they have this history with Mary and they're kind of crutching on that. Just being like, well, I still think she's funny. But I'm like, you got to remember, it's a competition, babe. You can't just be like, well, she's funny. And when we hang out together in New York, it's like, no, don't do that. Don't be favoritism. Yeah, at the very least, I think they've learned. Yes. Sigourney, step on me. (laughs) Wow. It's so funny when I think to myself after I record these, I'm just like, Sigourney, step on me, crush me. And I'm also like, I'm such a wimp when it comes to pain. As soon as she puts one foot on, I'm like, I'll get off you. You were definitely not J. Jolie. No, no, we'll get to that. Anyway, (laughs) we we are critiquing the group and individual floor show looks. And we start with Zenith. Everybody enjoys everything. The outfit coordination is nice. People enjoy everything about them. They look like they belong together in a band. Energy was high, which is great. Even Zavaleta's little slip on that slippery stage. Like, she made it work. She s- made it work and saved it. Like, turned it into a slide. Exactly. Worked out great. Fantastic. People getting high praise. I mean, we don't need to tell you what the judges said. They high praised Team 1. Didn't praise Team 2, except for Sigourney, because they said that look, her look, the Marie Antoinette medal, was everything. But as it comes out, we end up with Team 1 Zenith winning the challenge, but there can only be one winner, even though I really think you could give out a group win at some point, Boulez, but sure. We gotta give it to... Dolly! Dun, 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 dun. They finally got a win after wanting one for so long. Good for you, Dolly. Poppy loves everything, which I like enjoying from Poppy's perspective. Just listening to her talk and be like, Sigourney, I hope you're the queen at the gates of hell. Yay! With her looks, and I'm just like, same. Which, like, we stand Poppy standing Sigourney? Yeah, of course. And then, basically, uh... The other team is red, and Mary specifically for those slippers. They're like, no, you don't like the slippers? <laughs> you don't like my slippers? Don't you like my slippers? And it's like, no. It is pointed out specifically to Sigourney that if her team had won, she would have been the winner of the challenge, which I'm so sad that doesn't, because I'm like, why tell her? Just give her a win. <laughs> <sighs> 
I just want her to have a win, hopefully next week or something. Anyway, it now comes the time of the night to ask a question that I'm sure they did not want to answer. Who should go home tonight, or I guess be exterminated, and why? Uh-oh. I could really just do every individual answer, but I really don't need to because literally everyone said the same person. Every single person, except them, said Marie. Or Mary. I always say Marie. Everyone said Mary Cherry, including the people in Zenith. Mm-hmm. All of Zenith's team, all of the other team. I don't, I couldn't remember the other team's name. I apologize. A lot of people busting, basically saying that Sigourney was busting ass, the only one really doing things in the team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all of them said Marie. Did it again. Mary! It's weird. Hear me out. It feels weird saying Mary just because in my head I'm spelling it. Like, it says Mary, but I'm not spelling it like that. I'm spelling it M-A-R-Y. That's Mary. But when I see M-E-R-R... It's spelled like it's Marie, but it's supposed to be Mary. Like, merriment. I know, it's just bugging the shit out of me. (laughs) Because, like, I'll spell it in my head. This is, like, truly autistic problems. I'll see it in my head how it's spelled, and I'm like, no, that should be said like that. But no, it's supposed to be said as if it was spelled like this. So fucking, so fucking frustrating. I'm so sorry. I apologize, Mary. There, I said Mary. Okay. I apologize, Mary. Everybody says Mary, except Mary, obviously. She's like, fuck that. She doesn't even name anyone. No, she's just like, you know what? That's not what I do. I deserve to be here. And they're like, yeah, you do deserve to be here. But shit's got to go down, and everybody's all up for extermination. It's time for the Dreadnought Executioner, or Electrocutioner, excuse me. All I'll say is we gotta get to it, but first we gotta get to the Untucked, which possibly we learned in this episode might have actually might be actually called the Cauldron, which, interesting, but I actually prefer the Monster Meat Grinder, which is what we call it. I like the Monster Meat Grinder as well. Not just because we came up with it, but because the Cauldron is very... But because we came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um... You know what? You take over for this fight. I'm tired. So basically, Sigourney is a control freak. At least that's what Mary is trying to say. But Sigourney is then basically pointing out, bitch, you don't have a matching thing for us because you didn't have a simple black outfit. Also, she didn't have shoes that would work with it. So that's why she was wearing those fucking slippers. And... Sigourney is the one who knows how to work with the fabric that she had that was made into Mary's outfit for the actual rock challenge. However, Sigourney being the one who's in charge was also up for debate from the beginning, apparently. Mary didn't think that being lead singer or just team leader was team leader. That was a whole ass misunderstanding. It was brought back up in the Monster Meat Grinder. Like, it wasn't necessary at all. But yeah, interesting stuff happens. They're fighting. Betty tells Mary to shut up in a very, like, because she's trying to talk. I was thinking more like that one scene from Season 9 Untucked where Charlie tells Eureka to shut up. Yeah. Could you shut up a second? Um... But basically, Betty's like, you wanted to do everything yourself. Telling Sigourney that, like... She, Mary did ask you for help. You said you didn't need it. You wanted to take on everything for yourself without asking any of them about it. Jade is just confused because she likes all of these people. And now she sees Mary and Betty ganging up on Sigourney. And she's like, I don't like this because she's defending Sigourney. And then Zavaleta sticks her head in because basically 
trying to fight with Sigourney, which I thought was very, um, why did you need to do that, girl? But okay. It's because Zavaleta and Sigourney have been butting heads this entire time. And then Mary can again brings up the, do you think Sigourney's playing a game? And this is, that's the one thing. If I'm going to say anything about this, that's the one thing I don't understand for Mary. This is a competition in which you are trying to win a hundred thousand doll hairs. Of course you're playing a game! This is literally an extrapolation of the game show formula that has been going on for six decades! That is what I do not understand. Like, you continue to say, who thinks she's playing a game? Of course she's playing a game! Everyone is playing a game! It's a game for a hundred thousand dollars! I'm confused! Maybe that's why some of you bitches aren't winning. I just don't get it. But whatever. Anyway, they're like, y'all, like, we're going to see all this on TV. I don't trust this or this. People being delusional. Da 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 da. And it's just back and forth. And it was uncomfortable. And it's just, ugh. Jade's saying that normally you're so upti- funny and upbeat. And seeing that being mad and just, it was very upsetting. And now they are attacking Jade. Except it's like, ugh. And then Zavaleta, like I said, pops in, and Betty pops in, and everybody's popping in, and... (sighs) Yeah. And then towards the end, they bring up dead mothers and grandmothers. Yes, which I think is really fucked up. Like, apparently just before filming, uh, Sigourney lost her mom, was it? Yes, her mother, and it was very sad. And Basically, she's saying, like, how the... You know, because you didn't open up to me, and Mary's like, are you kidding? We opened up about our mother, you know, mother's dying, and that was after you came out to me, and then... or like we talked about it how are they opening up and mary says talked about mothers and grandmothers dying and sigourney's like that was after you came out to tell me that you think i was playing a game for the millionth time and that's of course when mary says who how many people think sigourney's playing a game and zavaleta's head just only zavaleta's hand shoots up literally nobody else does zavaleta's just like you she's just being a which icon moment funny icon moment but still like really and then later she instigated on twitter that apparently they were crying about the mother's thing and when she pulled away Sigourney wasn't having any tears or anything and therefore she was fake which really that doesn't make sense Mary but okay some people grieve differently or maybe she's already cried enough that there aren't any more tears but sure you'd have to go and see the tweets for yourself it's on her Twitter I mean sometimes you're like me you just feel all broken up inside but you don't feel sad you just feel empty and hollow you've already cried yourself out Or in my case, you don't actually actively cry because your eyes are fucking dry as deserts. But at the end of the day, the fucking slippers ruined Mary's life and everybody laughs. And now we move into our extermination. Long story short, if y'all want a reference, imagine that episode in early, early Simpsons where they go to Dr. Marvin Monroe's and he hooks them up to electric chairs and basically has them press buttons where they can all shock each other. It's that. Except they all shock each other except Jade who shocks herself because she's a fucking masochist. And it's actually really funny. And she because loves you see her, it. Yes, she, you watch her press her own button hundreds of times. Just, shock me, bitch. Shock me. I want it. Yeah, I love She's just it. like, yeah. my button, my button, my button. She comes in excited. Uh-huh, you see her, like, smile. Just like, yeah, I love it. I love it. Give it more. And it's just really fucking funny. But the point is, they all get shocked. They do their thing. Da-da-da-da-da. And at the end, strangled by yet another pair of handsome man legs is... <gasps> Mary Cherry. Yeah. And thus is the end of Mary. And now seven monsters remain. And we'll find out what happens in the next one. I just realized this season they haven't had the number of monsters remaining at the end. Oh, that's true. Well, I guess we're doing it. It took us four episodes to figure that out. 
I mean, I don't pay attention to that usually, but, you know. I will say this is also the first episode where it wasn't inherently like the other three, where there was at least, it felt like there was a clue about who was going home. I don't think here was really a, any sort yeah, of clue no. to who was going home, which I find rather interesting. Although I did kind of pull in the, I don't know if it's poetic execution. <laughs> I don't think so, but okay. Uh, at least I think. Marie was, you know, choked out by a guy's thighs. So I thought, eh, you know, strangling, silencing. I just think they wanted to show somebody between somebody's thighs, which, fair enough. Anyway, like I said, we're done. We're moving on. We'll see you in the next one. This has been Two Gays Drag Cast with Big Boulet and Small Boulet, but the not actual versions. We're the budget. We're the goodwill versions. <laughs> uh, at least quite literally in your case, because you used to work there. You know what? Go fuck yourself. Anyway, we'll see you next time. And until then, folks, unpleasant dreams. We do not own claim ownership of or desire for ownership of contained or referenced clips and copyrighted content. They are the property of their trademark and copyright holders. Duke's Dragcast is co-founded and co-hosted by me, Guy Smith, and Andrew B. Editing and showrunning by Guy Smith. Community management by Andrew B. Intro music is Cold Rise by Gunnar Olsen. And the outro is Basewalker by Kevin McLeod. You can find us at our links in the description for my and Andrew's YouTube channels and our website, twogaysdragcast.wordpress.com. You can additionally find all of our content as well as all the places where you can find our podcast at twogaysdragcast.anchor.fm. We are an independent production. Sharing the podcast with your friends is the best way to support the show. Leaving ratings and reviews on your podcast platform of choice are also extremely helpful. Thank you so much for listening in. Until next time, sweet nightmares.